Welcome to C-Suite Radio. Idly hey! Welcome to another episode of The Brett Allen Show. Prepare to be astonished! A pop culture podcast. Join Brett Weekly as he interviews your favorite celebrities from film, <gasps> oh, television, I'm back in business, baby. comedy, and much more. Inconceivable! Plus, you never know who will stop by. Dude, we are so gonna party! Now, here is your host, Brett Allen. Welcome in, everybody, to an episode, another episode of the Brett Allen Show, a pop culture podcast. And today we have an amazing guest, Chef Eric Adjapong. He is a winner of Top Chef. Uh, he's an amazing individual, and I am excited to chat with him because he has some, he's bringing his amazing food uh, to us locally so we can enjoy some of these fantastic dishes. So this episode will definitely not disappoint. Chef Eric, welcome into the show. It's great to have you here today. Brett, man, thank you so much for the uh, awesome intro. How are you, man? I'm doing well. I'm excited to chat with you because I'm obviously a fan of Top Chef on Bravo Television, and you were a finalist on season 16, and then you returned for season 17 for the Top Chef All-Stars. I have to say, yes, uh, when I watch shows like this, I like to think in my mind that I'm a cook. But when I watch you on a show like this <laughs> and other people, I then realize, hey, not so much. Um, so it's inspiring <laughs> to see you do what you do. No, that that means a lot. It's um, yeah, it's, it's a pretty tedious, uh, labor-intensive position and and job and industry. Um, but I think Top Chef does a great job of like showing you the grit behind it and you know what it really takes and the hours and everything else like that. It's uh, it's not for the faint of heart, but if you really love it, it's something that you can you can do forever. Yes, yeah, and I think it's interesting because when people say I like to cook or can cook, that's like one thing, but to do what you do is it's it is a labor of love. It's an art. It's a skill set. And it's not just something that, you know, it is not for the fainted heart, especially when you're yeah. under time constraints and, you know, <laughs> and people watching. <laughs> and, and we'll talk about that experience more here in just a few minutes. But I want to talk about this project or this journey that you've set out on. Uh, you have partnered with AYO Foods to bring some of your amazing dishes uh, nationwide so people can enjoy yeah. them. Let's talk about this specifically and how this opportunity came about for you, chef and, and yeah. what the, what, what it's all about for people. You know, um, uh, the, the folks behind, uh, IO Pertit and Fred Spencer, uh, are super humble and, and, and just honestly great people. And I think that's the, uh, the genesis to any start to any great organization or brand or anything. You have to start off from good people. Um, the, the connection happened pretty organically, uh, but I'll be honest, man, it was, um, they reached out and, and kind of told me uh, where they are and where they were and what you know plans they, they had for the future. And um, in, we were really speaking the same language, honestly. They they are taking the approach from the the grosser uh, frozen food aisle and, and more of the, uh, uh, the hot sauces and, um, and the pepper sauces rather. Um, but for me, it was more kind of on a nutritional scale and, and, and the culinary and more fine dining and kind of the the onus of taking this um this cuisine and, and really kind of elevating that and my field so to speak 
so really we're, we're, we're saying the same thing. We're preaching the same language um, uh, or the gospel rather, um, as far as really just trying to elevate and, and celebrate uh, the food of the diaspora specifically um, in the West African region. Um, and that's what we kind of collaborated right here on. We have two dishes, our uh, chicken yasa dish uh, from Senegal and our uh, wache dish from Ghana specifically. I have the wache box right here. Yes, um, and it's, it's really just homely. It. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's so vibrant right now. I think that's a, a really good hallmark, uh, really a testament to uh, the detail that um, uh, Pertita and Fred and, and the folks at IO have taken to um, to really kind of capture your eye. I think that's exactly it, but it speaks to the vibrancy of the food, speaks to the vibrancy of the uh, of the culture and, and, um, and the different countries that uh, kind of uh, embody what West Africa is. So uh, they did an awesome job, honestly, from soups to nuts. Uh, we, we worked diligently on each recipe, wanting to make it as authentic as possible, but still uh, very accessible for, uh, for, the, for the nation and for the masses. And I, I think we hit it on the head. Yeah, yeah, I would say so. And when you're taking something like that, that might take some time or maybe even some skill for somebody to try and do, it can be a bit of a challenge. Like the first thing that comes to my mind is HelloFresh. This is not a paid yeah. advertisement. However, they have sponsored the show before. So <laughs> I don't want to say anything negative, but it's a bit of a challenge because you get all of these ingredients and all of these things. And again, I think it comes down to the concept of you have to really like to cook and the yeah, process yeah. of putting things together and cooking things, measuring things. And they kind of take the guesswork out for you. But this I like even better because you get some amazing dishes that you might not normally consider trying or even thinking totally. about. And you make it accessible for the, the American or whomever the consumer. Yeah, yeah you know, to be able to go out, buy it and to put it in the oven or to however they mm -hmm. want to do it. I'm very curious when a company like this comes to you and they want to essentially license your products and your dishes, I'm assuming you're very involved with the process. You kind of alluded yeah. to it earlier as far as like what type of, you know, ingredients they're going to use or what are we going to substitute that's mm -hmm. less expensive, I guess, is a better way to put it. Mm -hmm. Like, because I understand yeah. the food space is very challenging to get into, especially getting into markets and to do what you've done and to get into like these massive, you know, Whole Foods and Kroger yeah. specifically. No, totally. It was uh, it was definitely a challenge. I think even uh, more than that is taking the concept of something that's made. Um, uh, I guess the 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 most you can make is maybe for a party, you know what I mean? For 30, 40 people or whatever of a rice dish uh, versus making it for millions of people, right? Um, so there's a lot of adjustment uh, that needs to happen. And um, when you're taking a dish that you can probably do in your kitchen uh, versus a facility, um, then there's a little bit of an adjustment as to the, the processes and the things that takes uh, to, to get, you know, from one step to another. Uh, so that right there was something that I was extremely hands-on with and still am. I, I want to make sure that it's as authentic and the flavors come true um, as well as they can. And, you know, we spent time in Las Vegas. That's where the, the, the site is or the facility. And we cooked for hours and hours and hours and hours, um, really just tweaking and, and making sure that uh, it was right. And, you know, it, it's it's a labor of love, but I think uh, getting it to that point and getting to the point that we have right now where we're confident and we can, you know, present it to, to the masses, like you mentioned, um, it, it makes all the hard work uh, a lot worth it. So, you know, trying to watch a dish and trying out different beans and different techniques and a mass production scale or doing the chicken yasa and different ways that we can maybe braise the chicken uh, that's not only efficient, 
uh, like you mentioned, Sabre Gabon labor and, and the, the ingredients and everything else. Uh, but again, it's still going to, to uh, sing, you know, those ingredients are really going to shine um, and, and really hit the same way as if, you know, your grandma was making it for maybe you and just the family. Uh, so it's super important that we wanted to, to hit that. I mean, I think we really, really achieved that. I'm really, really proud of the, the products. Um, we, uh, one of the most biggest ingredients in a lot of West African cooking and cooking of the diaspora is time. You know, you need time to extract the, the spices and the herbs and the flavor. Uh, so we took that guesswork out, you know, and really we're, we're taking hours and hours of a meal that you can do at home, really can, you know, with the ingredients here, but we, we were uh, able to take that and, um, and really just kind of fast track it. So really it's up to you to, as a customer to pick it up and like you mentioned, warm it through in your oven or your microwave and, and really enjoy the fruits of a really uh, laborious dish um, in a matter of minutes. So I think that's awesome. I love it. How amazing is this time frame that we're in where we can do something like this? I just crazy find it yeah. so fascinating. Like a lot of companies do this and it's sometimes not as exciting because you're like, well, this doesn't taste like, you know, Pan yeah. Express as <laughs> as that might be. But, uh, yeah, I get it. I love it. Well, I want to switch gears and talk about your time on Top Chef, because, again, that's yeah. such an amazing show and very competitive and all of that. Let's talk about this. I know you probably talk about this quite often, but I kind of want to go back a little bit and just think about the time when you made the decision that you wanted to take this adventure and be on a show like that. What was it that sort of drove you to the place and say, you know what, I'm ready to do this? and to be on a national platform? Um, Brett, I don't think I have an honest, well, I do have an honest answer. I don't know if it's the one you probably want to hear. It was, um, I, I, it was my wife, uh, my now wife that, that did it for me. She went behind my back essentially and applied for me. <laughs> <Okay>. um, <laughs> uh, but it happened because I just been a huge fan of the show. And, you know, ever since I was an undergrad in, in culinary school and, and watching, uh, you know, Jen Carroll and, and, you know, Fantasio brothers and uh, Angelo and, and, you know, just, uh, you know, all these amazing characters and chefs uh, throughout the years. Um, I became enamored. I remember, you know, telling her about it and uh, through some time, you know, she, she applied and uh, I got in, I did a tasting for them. Um, I thought I would probably get a call back in months. Uh, it was more like an hours uh, that they reached out and they said, hey, we really like what you're doing. And um, and kind of that's how it went. You know, I was supposed I was casted for season 15. Um, I was on season 16, but the first day of filming first uh, 15 was on my wedding day. Okay. on May 21st. <laughs> yeah. So obviously I wasn't able to do that, but um, we, we kept in touch and uh, we were able to to really, you know, I was able to kind of, you know, build on my story and build on my skill set, so to speak, for another year. Um, and, and seeing that I already kind of did all the preliminary casting um, as far as like the interviews and the tastings, uh, I had a little bit of a fast track for the next year. So they reached out and asked if I was still interested. Um, and I was uh, definitely more hungry at that point. And um, I, I really kind of made it the decision on the plane ride there to to really go and 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 focus up, not necessarily plane ride, but I, I made a, uh, I did a sneak trip to Kentucky um, before the season actually started. I went to, I, I led to uh, Lexington and I went to um, Louisville uh, for about a few days, honestly, just to eat way throughout the city and, and kind of get as much intel as possible um and that right there really kind of pushed me to say you know what if i'm going to be on a show and i am and 
I had this amazing opportunity um, to to not only talk about myself and the food I love to cook, but you know the greater get the greater good and food of the diaspora and stuff like that. I can do modern French and modern Italian and, and modern American. You know a lot of the stuff that I learned in school and where I, uh, where I've worked. But um, how cool would it be to, to actually cook uh, food of the diaspora? Because I've never seen it done, and I've been watching this for sixteen plus seasons now, and you know it, it just it hasn't been represented. Uh, so I took that challenge and with the episode number one, I went all out with the shitsaw glaze. Actually, funny enough, Io does the shitsaw as well. Um, and it was super spicy. It was completely unique and very vibrant and just uh, nothing that the chefs or the judges at least has had. Um, um, and I kept on with that theme up until the uh, up until the very end. I love it. I always find these shows so fascinating and what goes in to them because what we see is one thing, but what is happening behind the scenes is completely different so they already yeah. knew pretty much you the type of cooking that you did so wow i love it one last question and i know the uh top chef fans are, are gonna want to know what is your yeah. guilty go-to pleasure meal when you are just <laughs> have you want to eat something and you don't oh, feel gosh. like cooking this will not, you know, we're just want to know, oh, like, man. what is Chef Eric yeah. like to eat? What is, like, <laughs> this, like, I want to make something super fast. Is it a cheeseburger? Dude. Is it pizza? <laughs> you know what? The burger, the burger is probably my, like, just straight to the point food. I, I love okay. burger. I can eat a burger pretty much every day, every week. But really... Um, as embarrassed I as as I am to say, I'm gonna I'm gonna answer it truthfully. It's cereal, man. I'm a, like a cereal savant. I love cereal. <laughs> I love cereal. So yeah, that's something to go to. I can I can make my uh, my cereal to milk ratio is uh, stupendous. Like it's perfect, spot on. So yeah, that's my uh, that's my go to right there. And that's no surprise because you're a chef. So I could see. <laughs> yeah, yeah, how pretty there has simple, to right? Be the perfect ratio. <laughs> I didn't even think about that, but I, I it makes perfect sense. Well, this is yeah. amazing. <laughs> we have been chatting with Chef Eric Adjapong. He was a finalist on season 16 of Bravo's Top Chef. He has this an amazing food line with AO Foods uh, where you can go to places like Kroger and Whole Foods and make yes. up and pick up some of these phenomenal dishes. In fact, I think when I go grocery shopping tonight, I'm going to pick up one of each over at Whole sir, Foods. Good sir, good sir. I Give them it. a try. I will let your publicist and your team know. I'm sure it's going to yeah. be amazing. So exciting <laughs> things. And I'm excited to see what's next for you. I know you popped in on season 17 of Chef All-Star. So it's exciting yeah. to see what's next. Chef Eric, thank you for joining us today. I really do appreciate it. Brad, man, it was a huge pleasure. Thank you so much, man. Awesome platform. And definitely thank you for, for having me in the time. Guys, check out IO Foods, io-foods.com for more information on the product line and uh, where you can find these uh, delicious meals uh, available in a grocer near you. So yeah, take care, Brad. Thank you, man. Thank you. That brings today's show to a close. Goodly do. Thanks for stopping by. If you enjoyed the episode, feel free to share it with a friend and subscribe. It's absolutely free. The views and opinions of the guests do not necessarily reflect those of the host. Autobots, roll out. Go home.